children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. And in this video, I want to go over what I am feeling from the Lord our God, where I feel He is leading us this season just to help and give us guidance, maybe help inspire, inspire many of us. I have been asking our merciful Father in Heaven a lot of questions lately. Basically, I've been seeing a lot of pinks and reds. I know um, during, I guess, the end of the football season with that whole concert thing, right before that concert, um, I shared with everyone that I felt Merciful Hashem was leading us and showing us that, you know, a lot of celebrities were going to be being used for demonic forces and that they were gathering up all this evilness and that they were going to be used to do witchcraft and concerts and all these things. And we we saw it, you know, <laughs> come to pass, especially at the Super Bowl with that whole witchcraft Rihanna act. And then we saw that uh, with the other demonic seances with their concerts and so on. So lately, I have been seeing a lot of hot pink and baby pink and so on. And it was out of the norm. For me it was like it was in my dreams it was so massive so I have learned through the years when I am seeing something uh, repeatedly and consistently that I believe our Father in Heaven is sending us a message and then we have to go to him and ask him, merciful Father what is this message I feel that you are sending me and it might come that he might answer us or give us a guide or a showing right then and there. It might take a couple months, it might take a couple weeks, who knows, it depends on your relationship with Almighty God. I have been asking our Father in Heaven, why have we been seeing uh, a lot of pink and a lot of hot pink and, and there seems to be a battle over the woman. Oh yes. They have the women who are women, women in biology. Let's, let's put it right there. Biology. They were born women. They are living as women. Okay? Then we have the impersonators, which always happens in Torah. Okay? In Tanakh. We have the women who are true women, who are born of woman. And then you have the impersonators which apparently um, are some men, which are under the Kulunini spirit, are taking it upon themselves to indulge the Kulunini spirit and choosing to pretend to be women. But it is, in my opinion, and I think others might agree, a very insulting form of femininity. In my opinion, it's no different, now getting back to biological women, when we see uh, women who they are now separated woman and female. Female is the animalistic side of being a woman. A woman is the biblical side, the godly side, which God intended us to always be from the first creation of Eve. Okay? So we have separations. The real woman, the fake women, and then we dive into the, the within the real women, 
the women who are godly and the women who are animalistic, okay? Let's go over first, what is a real woman, okay? What is a female? And for this, I am going to one of my beautiful old dictionaries. This dictionary is titled a uh, library of universal knowledge and this print is from 1965 you know me i love my old books first copyright is in 1954 second copy of uh, first copyright is in 1948 second copyright is 1954 and this edition is from 1965 printed in the wonderful city of chicago all right oh it's a state my bad there you go. Someone needs to, someone needs to uh, look at a map once in a while. Anyhow, here we go in Chicago, okay? This is where this is printed. So, I am going to flip to page 278 of this book, and I am going to look for the word female. And this dictionary defines a female as such. A young girl from Femina, a woman from the root fe, as in fetus, fecundus, an animal of that sex which conceives and brings forth young, the plant of which produces fruit, a flower that bears the pistil and receives the pollen of a male flower, belonging to the sex of which produces young, feminine, Delicate, weak, both, bestal, bearing, producing, pen, stellate, flower, a woman, double rhymes with such motion, the second syllable being unstressed is female, to screw, a concave screw, as in, you know, hardware screws, you know, the female receives um, the nail or screw in portion, you know, carpentry stuff. And then we get into the definition of feminine. Having the qualities that are normally associated with being a female or the female sex. Having the qualities belonging to a woman, womanly. Then we're going to have to get into who defines what is womanly? Then we get into femininity. And just so we're clear on this, we're going to have to look up the definition of feminist or feminism. Okay? So, if we look at the definition of feminism, a feminist is someone who practices feminism. Feminism is a political belief. It is a political economic practice and belief. It is a political economic belief that practices social equality of the sexes, meaning that a female is equal to a male socially express but especially through organized activity or activism on behalf of women's rights and women's interests my question is 
who defines what are women's rights, who defines what are women's interests, and why are them being all lumped up together. When I read these definitions, we have to pick apart definitions and understand that when someone gives us a definition, there might be ulterior motives, okay? So let's go back to what is a female, right? Someone who receives, someone who reproduces what she has received. She multiplies it. So her husband, a man, gives her part of him, which is his seed, and she incubates the beautiful, blessed child, gift from Hashem, right? And then she multiplies um, what she has been given and brings forth that beautiful child into this world. world. Alright. <coughs> Femininity. A woman is given either positive or negative and she multiplies it and she reproduces what she has been given is feminine. So now we have to get into the foundations of what is being given. Us who love Hashem, who are rooted in Torah, whether you are beginning or uh, returning or converting, wherever you are in the process, okay? Merciful Hashem gave us a Torah, Baruch Hashem, right? Thank God for our Torah at Har Mount Sinai. And he said, I'm giving this to you women. I want you to take this Torah within you, incubate it, and reproduce it. This is why when we pray our Shema prayer, Merciful Hashem by Moshe Avenu expressed to us, teach this to your children. Speak about this when you are walking, when you are talking, when you are in your home, when you are going to sleep, and when you wake up. This is also another reason why at Mount Sinai, we had to tell Merciful Hashem, what we will give to you also is our children, the next generation, to make sure this passes on. And this is when the covenant, hallelujah, was accepted, a contract, a marriage on both sides. Merciful Hashem wants us to multiply and reproduce. When Merciful Hashem gave us, furthermore, the commandment to multiply and reproduce, to be fruitful, multiply, he meant it in everything that he had given us. This includes femininity and life. All right. Now we're going to go to feminism. Someone who practices feminine, feminism is a feminist. And we went over the definition of feminism. Excuse me. feminism is a feminist and feminist feminism is a religion we've gone over definitions before and how a word ends um, on the spiritual realm it could be singular or plural and it can also symbolize a tribe now I am is I am is so feminism, I-S-M, um, under that, if someone takes that on, they are going into the IST, okay? So I-S-T, okay? That goes back to the I-T-I-S, right? Now, 
if you go and you look in a medical journal and you look for what is itis, that goes back to uh, inflammation. That goes by to an infection. Good. That goes back to sickness, illness, and disease. So when someone takes on feminism and they choose to become a feminist, they are infected down to the secular level with this demonic spirit, which is a kundalini, a copy, a fake, phony, and false repl- attempt to replicate which is truly of Hashem femininity. Okay, so feminism's whole purpose is to uproot, destroy, break down, curse, hurt, and harm femininity. Femininity is of Hashem. Hallelujah. Feminism is of the serpent. Kunalini, cursed be all that. All right, so when someone is not rooted in Torah, and they haven't been taught Torah, and they haven't been taught to pick apart uh, the words and look for definitions, and uh, they're looking at the world through a foggy lens, these definitions and these uh, constructs, philosophies, whatever you want to say, practices in life, seem to be or appear to be the same thing to them because we don't know what we don't know. All right. Now that we do know, we are going to seek self-improvement and this will help lead us into what I believe Merciful Hashem is showing us this season. Alright, now that we've gone over the definitions, I feel that what's important because Merciful Hashem is going to be showing us there is going to be a rise in godly femininity. What is the difference between femininity and godly femininity? Alright. Godly femininity is based off the one true and only living God. And this femininity has a lot of beautiful shades in it. But the foundation of it is Torah. Hallelujah. Torah and Tignach. Okay. Torah, the law. To knock the living out of that law okay so Torah merciful Hashem gives us the Torah we take it into ourselves we incubate it we multiply it we bring it forth into this world to knock is that beautiful baby of Torah living out what we have done with the word of Hashem now those of us who have read through Tanakh we can see that those who were right with Hashem, beautiful things happened. They had troubles. They were not perfect because Merciful Hashem doesn't call us to be perfect. But they loved Hashem and He was always with them and He always delivered them. Hallelujah. He always ensured that the promises and protections always came to pass. Those who turned away from Torah, turned away from Hashem and Tanakh, not only did negative consequences happen to them but to their generations down to the third and fourth generation okay so this is we 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 are going to see in this season those of us who are aiming here we're not perfect let's be honest but we are aiming to stay right with hashem we are seeking his face we are enjoying his presence 
we are doing our best to live by Torah. You know, we're all at different levels. Thank God. Hashem, mercy be his beautiful, glorious name, is with us and we are going to be drawn to these colors. And I see specifically two colors. Hot pink, okay, rose, hot pink, very bright, very lively and bright, uh, brilliant pinks, right? And I also see a pale, softer, uh, more docile, more calm um, pink. Okay, now what is the two difference in these pinks concerning femininity? I believe the hot pinks will be something similar to the daughters of, I want to make sure I get this name right, the daughters that we went over this lesson, there were five daughters, right, uh, during uh, Torah times. And they go to Merciful Hashem and they say, you know, why should we not receive any land? Why should our father's inheritance die out just because Merciful Hashem chose to not give him any sons, right? And then they were their own lawyers, so to speak. They were brave. And then um, Moshe Avenu goes and he consults with Hashem, blessed be his name. And, and Merciful Hashem says, you know what? They speak right. Um, but this is the law. They're going to have to marry within the tribe and so on and so forth. But yes, they will receive their inheritance, right? And we talked about during that class. I am woman, hear me roar. I believe that was the title of that class. They were brave. Now, it also shows two things also, right? They were brave. They had courage. They went there. They were united. They were a united front in agreement. They were going there not in hostility, not in uh, uh, vulgarity, not in uh, witchcraft, sorcery, trying to trick other people, but they went based off the belief in love in Hashem and knowing that merciful Hashem made me according to His will. Amen. I am a woman. Nations are birthed out of me. I should receive the inheritance of my father regardless of my gender. And this is not fem feminism, okay? This is true biblical femininity. All the women who did great, wonderful things for the nation of Israel in Torah were warrior type of women, stand-up women. And I know we have been taught differently, but I am asking us, children of God, to reconsider what we have been taught about biblical feminism, okay, or femininity, okay? Women have a strength in them that no fake woman will ever possess and no immoral woman will ever know, okay, until she repents. Feminine, godly women stand up to kings. We saw this with Sarah Venu. She told her husband, right, Abraham, she said, look, <laughs> Abraham, I love you. Um, but that slave girl who used to be a princess in Egypt, she may have bore you a son. Great. That's, that's nice and all thanks. Um, but she's shown her wickedness. He has shown his wickedness, Ishmael. And 
they will not inherit, he will not inherit from you. Kick her out. This is a strong, godly woman, okay? She sought to defend the promised child, right? She sought to defend the nation that would come from that promised child because she knew what merciful Hashem had promised Abraham. And if she had not done her part, Sarah knew, thank God that she did, this world, the nation of Israel, would look like a totally different place. I'm, you know, God forbid, I don't even think the nation of Israel would exist at the level, a beautiful level that it is. If Sarah had not had strength, had dignity, had courage, and went to the king of Israel, the prophet of the Lord himself, and said, this is not happening, okay? So, when, when, uh, when Sarah went to Abraham, and she said this, right? Who at that time, we don't see any commentary saying that, you know, Abraham rebuked her and he yelled at her and he was mean to her and cruel to her and all these things. No, he went to God and, and God told Abraham, you know, your, your wife Sarah speaks right. Send them out. Send them out. There is going to be a separation. Okay, now we're going to get into this. I see that the strong women, godly women of God, the Sarah's, um, the Leah's, the Rachel's, you know, there is going to be a separation from godly women and ungodly women, okay? The Hagar's, they're going to be sent out to the, to the desert. God always takes care of who he takes care of. We know this because he made a great nation out of the Ishmaelites, right? All right. But there is going to be a separation now. From the godly woman and the ungodly woman. God is going to ensure that his nation, Israel, is taken care of and provided for. But it's going to start with the godly woman. Amen. The warriors. The Debras. We have seen this happening where more women are taking their place. And they are, through them, beautiful nations going to be coming forth in the fulfillment of the promises. Amen. What else are we also going to see? Well, we are going to see the Hagars of the world. Those who were, you know, Hagar. She was a princess uh, from, uh, you know, one of the kings of Egypt. And the kings of Egypt, the society of Egypt, the Egyptian society at that time they engaged in a lot of witchcraft and sorcery and sexual perversities and divinations cursed be all that so this is where you are gonna see unfortunately we're gonna see because we're gonna see the Kundalini spirit okay this is the fake uh, women rising up this is the vulgar women rising up doing their best to do evil demonic things we're going to see a lot of witchcraft we're going to see a lot of sorcery we're going to see a lot of paganism okay but we have to understand um when one righteousness branch rises up unfortunately here comes the kundalini copying and trying to rise up 
raise up their unholy branch. Okay. Now that isn't the palpate. Okay. That is going to be something completely different. Okay. Let's talk about what I see for the pale pink. The pale pink, what I see is the softer side of womanhood making a return. We're going to see women dressing more modestly. They are tired of the vulgarities. They are tired of being seen as sex symbols. They are tired of being seen as nothing more than a sexual object. Okay. And they are going to go the complete 180. Okay, these are going to be homesteaders, farmers. You're going to see a variety of women doing these things. And they're going to have all different uh, sorts of outward uh, coverings and colorings. Hallelujah. Because everyone is at different levels and in different locations. Thank God. Because God said he would, you know, get us back from the fourth corners of the earth where he has scattered us. So, of course, it makes sense that we're going to see a, a rise in this beautiful, soft uh, feminism, uh, femin femininity, excuse me. And it is, the women are still strong, but they are capable in their femininity, okay? These are the women who are going to be, just like uh, the warrior women, they're going to be educated. Um... But they're going to have the balance of the softer side of femininity. The hot pink women are like uh, warriors, like police officers, military, uh, political leaders, something like that, right? The softer pink side is most likely going to be teachers, mothers, um, uh, what else? Uh, teachers, mothers, those who are going to have really hands-on in re instituting godly teachings and godly households and both of those femininities which are good and beautiful hallelujah they are what merciful Hashem intended are going to balance each other on the godly side and we see um, soft and strong femininity in um, the two midwives right um, the two midwives during the time of the exodus they go before the pharaoh and the pharaoh is like you know you need to kill um all the male children when you see them being birthed from the hebrews and they're like okay sure we'll do it and they don't do it right and so the pharaoh calls them back and he's like uh you said you would kill all the males and you're not doing it and they're like well you know those hebrews They're out having their kids in the field, you know, they're like, um, you know, and then they go right back to work. And before we can even get to them, they've already birthed their child. What, what are we to do? They handled their strength and their feminism, uh, femininity in a softer way. But it was still an assertive way. It is still a clear way that served Hashem and had a foundation in Torah. They knew the value of life. And it says, hallelujah, in the Torah that they feared Hashem. They were not going to go against His word. Because they knew that to go against Hashem would be far worse than disobeying Pharaoh. Okay? All right. So that is the beautiful sides of the godly femininity that I see coming forth. Now let's go back and 
refer to the opposite side we're gonna see, okay? We're gonna see the fake femininity, and we have been seeing it. These men jumping around pretending to be women, which is a complete insult to women everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not. To see the flamboyancy that they do, the extreme angry, uh, hostile nature and their conduct and the way that they act, that is not femininity. I don't know any um, normal, sane woman who is a productive member in society who runs around just acting so vulgar and trashy. Um, not to say there aren't women who weren't born women who don't walk around just acting, you know, um, just angry and throwing things and yelling vulgarities everywhere you know you see that too but they're gonna be all lumped up together the fake uh, kundalini women because that's what they are right the ashtars of the world uh, cursed be all that and the women who choose to remain in their vulgarity the ones who refuse to repent the ones who still um they enjoy being sexualized they enjoy uh which is a form of witchcraft Okay, let's be honest. Someone who aims to manipulate or take away someone else's free will, it is a form of witchcraft. It is sorcery and it is abomination. Merciful Hashem hates these things. And what I saw was these individuals who choose these practices, literally the ground opening up underneath them. I had this dream the other night and, and it was about people who are like manipulators, narcissists. Uh, they just aim to be evil to good people. Not perfect people, but you know, good people. For no reason whatsoever. And I was standing there with other women and we were just like, well, why are you acting like that? Like, what's going on here, you know? It's, it was just so weird. And then across from us, where you know the fake women and the really vulgar demonic evil women you know uh, the jezebels the the harlots the the stealers the liars the schemers all of them they were right there right and they're just hissing and and they're throwing things and what they were throwing wasn't coming near to us it wasn't touching us it wasn't hitting us and at some point i remember in the group we said something like god why is this happening and what i felt was that the minute merciful hashem said there will be a separation i saw the cement like the road of the cement open up and they fell down a level okay i don't remember seeing any of them die I remember looking out over where they fell and I was like oh my goodness they fell down there they fell into a pit and they were looking up at us who were not in the pit and they were like help us help us and I remember turning to my right and I was like merciful Hashem how can we help them and what I felt the leading from was God is looking for them to help themselves because they have been given individuals i'm sure or as a collective group they have been given ample opportunity to correct their actions and their behaviors 
and their lifestyle, but they're choosing not to. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they're going to get to a point where if they choose to remain in their witchcraft, their sorcery, their willful disobedience to merciful Hashem, more pits and more cements, uh, more grounds are going to fall from under their feet and they're going to keep falling deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, that is a consequence of their behavior and their actions that they have earned. But this is also a positive consequence for us who are trying to live more godly lives. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we're the cat's meow. I'm not saying, you know, we just are the greatest example of poor scholars. But, you know, God willing, one day we might be. Who knows? The point is, is that those of us who are trying to get closer to the one in true and only living God, merciful Hashem, glory be to his glorious, wonderful name, he is going to protect us and there will be a mass uh, separation. So, I hope that helps clear up what I see um, happening this season. Here we go. The daughters of Zelfelhod. I'm probably saying that incorrectly. I f- Forgive me. And then, um, what else? I think that was it. Yeah. All right. So... I hope others got something out of this. I hope others recognize, you know, and those of us who are in Torah, let's remember that we all come in different shapes and different sizes and different areas all over the world. And we, I think, since we were standing in a group looking down, it Hashem wants us to help those that are coming to Torah and be good examples for each other. Um, kind of like sisterly, sisterly, sisterhood, amen, thank you, merciful Hashem, sisterhood, womanhood, and motherhood. It is our job um, for those of us who know more, and everyone's at different levels, to help those who know less, or they're not as experienced in Torah, or living uh, godly, uh, Jewish lives, um, whether they're aiming to convert or not convert, whether they're Noahide, whether you know they're coming out of being a messianic, they're coming out of paganism and, and all those things. You know, everyone's at different levels. So those of us who are teachers and the motherly, you know, the soft pinks out there, be on a lookout for those who merciful Hashem is leading to you for you to be, you know, their mentor. And those of us who are, you know, hot pinks, the warriors, you know, you're going, God, the Marines, you know, you're going out there and doing big things. Um, look for this. Hashem is going, merciful Hashem, He's going to uh, strengthen you. He has set you up to be a warrior for this time. You are going to be leading the front. And what I, I see is there is someone who literally carries the flag okay when we used to run in formation someone was always carrying the unit flag or uh, the battalion flag right and they would get this flag and it was you know it was kind of heavy it's on you know the pole and you're running with it in the front of 
the formation and you could be running for one mile, two mile, four mile, five miles, who knows, however long the saw major wanted us to run, right? And once in a great while, and I say once in a great while, but throughout the run, one of the Marines would run up front and he would take the flag from the guide who was holding the flag. The guide would give the flag to him. He didn't hold that flag for himself, the guide. He didn't say, no, this is my flag, get away. No, no, no. The, the guide handed the flag to the Marine and the Marine would grab that flag and he would run around the formation. Oh, hallelujah. I miss those days. Excuse me, I'm getting choked up. The Marine would run around those formation and it would motivate it would motivate the other Marines running in formation. You know, maybe they're getting tired, maybe they're going through a difficult time outside of the Marine Corps. Maybe they're wondering when this run is gonna end because it's been going a while. Whatever the case may be, you know how it is sometimes running. And seeing the Marine grab that flag and run around the formation, it would motivate them and they would yell louder, they would call harder. Oh, it's wonderful. It was beautiful. And then they would give the flag back to the guy. They would run back into formation. And maybe a little while later, you see a different Marine go up there. And another Marine. And sometimes even Sergeant Major himself, the CO himself, would grab the guide on. And he'd run around with the flag around the formation. And the Marines would call and yell and and hoorah, devil dogs, and they would run. That's what I see happening from the hot pink, godly women. Seeing their zeal, seeing uh, their passion for Torah, their passion for life, they are gonna motivate others. They're gonna help awaken that, that beautiful, wonderful, godly warrior spirit. And those other women, they are gonna be the next Deborah, the next Rachel, and then the next Sarah. Hallelujah. They're gonna help equip the next generation. So, God willing, unless the Mashiach comes maybe soon in our time, right? That the next generation will be equipped and ready to battle. They won't have to suffer or go through things or, or digress like the previous generations have. What a beautiful thing that I hope others got something out of this. What am I? What am I? What I am feeling from the Lord for this next coming season. <laughs> Keep up to date with us on our blog, on our website, MarieSpeaksGodsGrace.live, because we serve a living God. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble uh, channels, and you can always catch us on Facebook or Minds.com. So until next time, children of the Most High, ever loving, living God. Until next time. God bless you. May God bless you. May we all be forever written in the book of life.